Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Tara, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we are going to episode 47, season 3, episode 2. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, and it, the episode is called Seth. Seth. Now, my AK is a little bit dumb, but it kept, I cannot shake it from my brain, so all of you have to hear it too. Yeah. There's a terrible, like, kiss song called <laughs> Beth, and he goes, Wait, Beth, Beth, I, I hear, hear you calling. <laughs> so I kept singing, Seth, Beth, I, I hear you calling. So that's my AKA, your vocal. right now. <laughs> All of you are stuck Me with that terrible song. Playing. <laughs> I'm so happy that you know the song. Oh, uh, yeah, I know that song. Good. So yeah, that's been in my head for a week now. <laughs> You're welcome. It is now yours. I'm Rick rolling this song at you. <laughs> that's what I'm Rick calling roll. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. Uh, we're actually here. If you hear any color commentary from the back, we have a, a live studio audience Today for this podcast. <laughs> because um, why not? Because why not? Um, and we are drinking some um, strawberry stout cake. No, strawberry cake stout from Bowigan's. I was uh, really sad because I heard cake and I thought actual strawberry cake. Yeah, and but then I heard yeah, and then I heard beer. Yeah, which is even better. Yeah, no, it's it's delicious. They put like. Pounds and pounds of strawberries in Hell, the yes. thing when it's fermenting and it's very tasty. Done and done. And then, and yeah. then this is where we take a and drink. we take a drink. Um, so this episode first aired on July second, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, written by Jonathan Glasner, name we know. Directed by Bill Cor- Corcoran. Corcoran, thank you. <laughs> um, we, this is his last Stargate directing credit. He oh. previously did one other one, One False Step. I remember that one. Yeah, it was That's that too long ago. interesting Moby-like creatures. Yes, <laughs> Moby-like creatures. <laughs> um, so, a couple guest stars. Um, Robert Duncan played Seth, and we've actually previously seen him on Stargate before. Oh. He played Melbourne Jackson. Daniel's dad. What? Yeah. Wow. He doesn't. I don't. You don't strike me as the same type of guy. I know. That's why I didn't relate the two. Well, he's a like good actor. He, no like, kidding. Changed yeah. Characters. Yeah. Seth is pretty creepy. Yeah. But I think he's supposed to be. But so he's like rock job, and dude. roll creepy. Like he's a little like uh, a little Charles Manson creepy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like ah. Uh, I'm um, not happy with this. And not Charles Manson now, who looks yeah. like a Mexican gang member. Yeah. <laughs> but Charles Manson as he was. A Nazi Mexican gang <laughs> yeah, member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the weirdest... It's very strange. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him now. I know it's very morbid, very uncomfortable, yeah. but... It's I've strange. seen the pictures, and I can't, like, stop looking at them. Yeah, it's no, like, wow, they're creepy. This is very weird, yeah. My thing is, whenever I hear Robert Duncan, I think Robert Duncan McNeil, and I was like, Star Trek, and <laughs> not at all the That's same. That's not the same. Person. <laughs> I love Tom Paris. Um, so, Mitchell Kosterman, who has played Special Agent James Hamner, um, okay. is most known for Smallville. He played a sheriff. Oh. And he was in some X-Files early on, and I'm pretty sure he played a sheriff. And well, that's I think he, he plays, plays a lot of sheriffs. So he sheriffs. plays only authority figures. Yes. Got it. Um, also, Bob Morton, who plays the grizzly sheriff, plays a lot of sheriffs. Uh, and the guy uh, who played Tommy. The word Tommy, of the day is sheriff. The word of the day is sheriff. Uh, Tommy, who played Stuart O'Connell. Um, actually, no. Tommy, played by Stuart O'Connell. Okay. Uh, he was just a Marine in There But For the Grace 
ah. there but for the grace of God. The, like, the didn't have a name. Title. Okay. It was just a marine. Random marine. Yeah. So he's he's moving up in life. He's moving up. He has a gotcha. name now. Yeah. Um, so we start the episode with Jacob, which yeah. is basically a good start to any episode. Yeah, it's like, hey, we've got the Tok'ra, we've got some Jacob action happening. Exactly. I'm for it. Um, and we learned that the Tal'ri are the talk of the Tok'ra water cooler for <laughs> kicking some major Hathor behind. I love the idea that the Tok'ra have a water cooler. I know. <laughs> it's made out of crystal, they yeah. grow it. <laughs> yeah, they just grow their own water cooler. And it probably has something really fancy. It's not even just, it's like vitamin water. It's like yeah. smart water. No, it's yeah. mineral water. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Duh, duh. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense. Um, and he's actually here for a gold hunt because reasons. Reasons. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing that you should do. Um, uh, what is the movie with John Leguizamo where there he gets stuck in like a manhunt and he's being hunted? Moulin Rouge. No, <laughs> is it the past? But I, he I, becomes basically. <laughs> I, uh... Whenever I hear John Leguizamo, I'm like, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, well, that works, too. I always think of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, you know what? He's pretty good at that. I forget he was in that. Yeah. He was, was he Mercutio? No, he wasn't He was Mercutio. not Mercutio, because Mer- I love Mercutio. He Who was, was he? what, he was uh, the <laughs> other Bannerman dude. Yeah, for Mercutio. the opposite yeah. team. He was on the opposite team. Have I mentioned how much I dislike Romeo and Juliet? What? I did. Like the Baz Luhrmann or the actual story? No, the story. Well, yeah, the story is stupid. The story is (laughs) stupid. This is not a love story. Shakespeare, you're dumb. These are two horny teenagers who want to fuck. And then, yeah, and then kill themselves because they can't fuck. Yeah, this is not love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? To be fair, wasn't that the age where you didn't live very long? So 14 and 15 was maybe, This is still not love. Middle age. They wanted, they're too teenagers want to fuck. Yeah, that's fair. That's I fair. really, d- I like Buzz Lerman. The look and the style. I love that's everything gorgeous. Buzz Lerman does. Yeah. The story is stupid. That might be when I fell in love with Leonardo DiCaprio for the first time. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest, the first, I don't know, I think the movie that actually made me really like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was, um, oh, what's the one where he fakes being a pilot? He's a con man. Oh, and oh the aviator. No, no. no. Oh, Catch yes, Me If You Catch Can. Me if you can. Yeah. Yes. That's the one where I was like. Nice job, studio audience. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's okay. I like him. Yeah. No, I, I had was. To get past the, he had to get past the teenage heartthrobs. Oh, no, I was all for the teenage yeah, I, no, I, I watched not. him in Growing Pains. I think nope. his name yes. was Luke. Love. Maybe maybe his name was Luke. I, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, I remember collecting. There was, like, every uh, Seventeen magazine had two postcards from Romeo and Juliet in it. Wow. And then you had to, each one had different ones. Yeah. So you had to collect, like, ten of them. I will say. That the, was their way of getting me to buy five Seventeen <laughs> magazines. All of the same Seventeen magazines. The only of, like, the geared towards teenage girls with boys magazines that I ever bought was there was one that had Jonathan Brandis on the cover. Oh, that's why. And because, because it's, just, it's, it's Lucas Wallenstein. <laughs> so, okay. episode. Yeah, that's uh, right. We're talking about Stargate. Back in the briefing room, uh, <laughs> Jacob displays a holographic system lord family tree, and <laughs> Sam and Daniel both find it very interesting for very different reasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the symbol of Satesh is blinking. Uh, Teal'c has met many descendants of uh, the Satesh Jaffa, mm-hmm. um, and Daniel explains that he's 
you know, he's he also is known as Setek, Set, Seti, Seth. He's like ancient, going through the checklist. Look at all the things I know. I know. He's the ancient Egyptian god of chaos. He said the Seths that I know. The embodiment of hostility and outright evil. <laughs> so he's a real good guy. Yeah, yeah. Upstanding citizen. Fun times. Uh, the Toker have been taking a Gould census, basically, and there's one that they've lost track of. Okay. Uh, and records ba- of him basically end when the gate was buried in Egypt, and the theory is he's still here. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. Credits. This is where we get the weird credits. Now, are these credits just like Hulu exclusives? Oh, the ones where we don't see. It's Anybody. just like the yeah. zoom around. Okay. I get these two confused, but I'm pretty sure these were like the ones for um, the, the DVD. Like, because oh, gotcha. we switched over them to yeah. like when first there are different credits when it aired and different ones that are on like the DVD set. Okay. Because um, you, when you watch my DVDs, this is the, that's we're the credits the you have credits. for the first two seasons. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. I just noticed that, and I was like, this is I think different. it extends for this I don't season, like change. Maybe next. I know. <laughs> I know. Gotcha. Um, but it's fun. We get some sort of, uh, we get slight backstory about the Gould here, that there's thousands yeah. of Gould, but there's only a few that get to the level of system lords. Sure. And those are yeah. your main Egyptian gods, basically. Okay. Do you have a name that people know? You're a system lord. Yeah, this is your job now. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to set... Um, I mentioned him briefly in an earlier podcast. I don't remember which one, um, but it, it's one that we were talking about Horus in. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's not a super happy god. Uh, storms, desert, chaos, war. He is the one that killed his brother Osiris, and Isis, oh. Osiris's wife, put the body back together long enough to get it on and conceive Horus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, then Horus went out for revenge against Set. Uh, and Set is also the father of Anubis, who oh, a lot of... Oh, I know that name. Yeah, a lot of... He's not also not a super awesome No, there's not God. exactly like a happy-go-lucky no, guy no, that we're dealing with no, in this episode. No, Yeah. As it's to, not exactly the light side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. As to what animal... Set is, uh, not really sure. Okay. Uh, Egyptologists call it the set animal. Yeah, uh, you are your own animal. Yeah. <laughs> the consensus is, is that it was never really a real animal, but there's oh. some who still do some research. It'd be like the Daniel Jacksons of the world, I guess. Um, yeah. To see if it's just now an instinct of, like, Advar jackal donkey thing. Maybe it's like in the Avatar uh, show, the cartoon, yeah. where all the animals are, like, two animals, like the turtle doc. <laughs> Or, or the flying... Um, I've seen Avatar. I've seen that show seen a lot. Avatar. And Korra. Or, or a polar bear dog. So Korra rides a polar, a polar bear dog? Korra rides a polar bear dog. Fuck this, I'm going to start watching Avatar. Yeah, yeah. good times. Anyway. <laughs> um, so forward to modern day. And I just found this interesting while I was doing some research on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is still currently a Temple of Set, which okay. is a, a left-hand path magical order. Um, and if you haven't heard, I, I vaguely heard the definitions oh. before. A left hand and right hand paths are, are two like opposing approaches to magic. Oh, um, so right hand looks at sort of the mind, the the mind, the body, the spirit as separate things that have to be in balance, karma, okay. things like that. Whereas the left hand path tends to sort of reject the status quo. Okay. It embraces um, what culture tends to find taboo. There's a lot more like sex magic going on. Anarchism is so left would be a little bit darker than uh, right. That, I, that's like the okay. outward view, but inside the they don't. Idea. Yeah, okay. inside like those who are like left hand path uh, and magic. Um, they don't necessarily see it as dark and light, but yeah, okay, that's a really broad definition of it. Got it's it. a lot more nuanced thing, but that's sort of the 
50 cent answer. Um, yeah. But the Temple of Set was founded, or this version of the Temple of Set, the modern okay. one, it was founded in uh, 1975 and it is known as Setanism, which is not Satanism. Oh, jeez. Okay. Although it was formed by a member of the Church of Satan. Okay. Um, and they sort of believe that Set is a, a preternatural force that can, like, aid and change humanity. Okay, okay. Um, and there's still a couple hundred members throughout the world. Um, it was formed in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, the website's still up if you're if you're interested. It was a really... I read through some of the stuff. It was really interesting. It's like yeah. X-E-P-E-R dot org. Oh. Um, I thought it was really interesting to read some of the stuff. Yeah, because if you take a scholarly approach to it, it, it could definitely be something worth thinking And it's, it's the same thing. Like, the, the Church of Satan is actually, if you read through their stuff, they have a super bad rap. Yeah, it's hard to get past the name. <laughs> it's hard for, like, people to get past the name, and that's sure. all they look at. And um, it, there's actually a really lot of interesting things that I'm not they... not surprised that these things started in San Francisco. <laughs> good old SF. <laughs> uh, but on the good side, going back to the, like... Ancient Egyptian view of sure. it. Um, he did have a bit of a good side. He okay. would stand on Ra's boat as Ra went across the sky, and he would defeat Apep, the god of the serpent god of chaos, okay. every day. Okay. Um, and so, so yeah. again, someone re- required in the balance of yes. all the things very that much are the so. things. Very much so. Very much so. Things. Um, <laughs> and um, so, when we come back from the credits, we're talking about how Seth could still be alive, hidden sure. on Earth. That even if he didn't have a sarcophagus, um, you know, he if he could still just change hosts every four hundred years, sure. he'd be fine. Um, and he couldn't really make himself known too much since he had a huge bounty on his head from the system lords, and okay. the Tokra wanted him dead. So basically, and everybody wants to. Speak everyone dead. wanted him okay. dead. He was so like he's just laying enemy low. number one. Got it. But he's still a ghoul. He's still gonna want power, even sure. if it's on the download. And they, you know, Gould have a very specific MO for gaining power mm-hmm. that is creating a false religion. Ta da! Uh, yeah. Go, go, Daniel, research. <laughs> I like that. That's right. Everybody just kind of looks at Daniel and be like, do your thing. Yeah. This is where you're this trying. This is literally why you're on the team. You have one <laughs> this purpose is why on the team. You matter. Hitting <laughs> on women is not the purpose you're on the team. That's for. just part That's of the not joy. True. <laughs> that is actually the only reason. That's like on his, like, opera, like his, 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 his uh, modus operandi. Yeah, yeah, his MO is, yeah. to, is just... to forget his wife yeah. and be on the team and make love to all of the women. All of the women. Well, it's called research. <laughs> Cultural research. There you go. Um, so Sam and Jacob are taking a stroll through the hallways to get to an elevator, and we learn that Jacob did not necessarily request this mission. Um, and she's like... You didn't just want a chance yeah, to you know, that's see the part me. Where you don't exa- You don't have to tell your daughter that. Yeah. and you he's like, like, totally. Anyway, but that's what he said. He was like, oh no, yeah, that's I totally did wanted to see you. Yeah, good um, job, Dad. In reality, it was Selmac uh, because apparently there's an unresolved issue that's beginning to irritate him. <laughs> uh, Sam's brother, Mark. Uh, ah. He Mark wouldn't even take Sam's call when Jacob was about to die from cancer, which hurt Jacob a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it hurt Kaylee a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, Kaylee's not a fan of that um, either. But as Jacob... As a hurting dog, she wants to keep everyone together. Exactly. <laughs> um, but as Jacob takes back control, he says that, um, you know, it didn't hurt him at all. Because no. as far as Jacob is concerned, Mark wasn't even a son anymore. Yeah, no, he's not a man who's hurt. Oh, Yeah, you like, don't say someone is not my family without... A little bit of pain behind that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so Sobek's uh, not wrong. No. I'd be like, hey, you're going to deal with your shit. And like, he says it in a way he's like, I'm not pissed off. You're pissed off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, actually, <laughs> you're the only one that's pissed off. Exactly. But Sam does have Mark's number. Mm-hmm. He's in San Diego. And she hasn't even seen him since either of his kids were born. Jeez. Uh, because apparently Mark paints her with the same brush that he paints Jacob. Um, so... You know, he's like, look, I'm not sure if I'm going to go see him, but Selmak's right. pushing it. Now, here's the deal. It's like, we don't really get full explanation as to why there's a falling out. No. Okay. However, there's a book that covers oh. that. Um, so we don't really... We we sort of don't get a complete backstory at any yeah. point during the series, but there is... It's the book Mobius Squared, which is the okay. one we've gotten some other backstory out of. Um... That does, and I'm not considering spoilers because they're part of a book and they're nothing that pertains to the series. So, they're technically not canon. You know what? I don't actually know okay. how the Stargate books fit into the canon okay. of, of Stargate. Um, like, I know in Star Trek, the books are canon, uh, and I know in Star okay. Wars, they were canon, they're kind and then of all they're over the place. not canon, <laughs> but the new books are canon. Yeah. Um, so I, we like cannons, but you and, know what? Uh, putting Here's, things in them. The way that I, <laughs> I, just, I just like the use of that word. The way that the way that I see these things is the same way I kind of see even the old Star Wars canon stuff. Okay. Uh, I consider it canon unless what I know is actually canon contradicts sure. it. So That's fair. I like that. We don't hear anything else. So, so it's a supplemental yes. guide. Um, so Mobius Squares basically says that we, you know, we know Jacob is clearly has always been dedicated to his job. We mm-hmm. know that even Sam was a bit bitter about it growing sure. up. Um, and he also, he, you know, the, it was a sacrifice from his family okay. for his job. Sure. Um, and at some point, Sam and Mark's mom, Deborah, uh, had to take a cab home from her work because Jacob wasn't able to pick her up. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. There was a car accident. She was killed. Oh. Mark blames... Jacob for right. her death because he was had to be at work and didn't come pick up their mom like he said he was going to. Basically, yeah, as far as Mark's concerned, exactly. Jacob killed their mom. And since Sam joined... Was her name Martha? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. It just feels like everybody's mom is named Martha! Everyone, all the moms died. Um, and after, I'm not re bitter about an old movie. <laughs> <laughs> and after Sam joined the Air Force as well, uh-huh. there was clearly tension there as well because, you know, Mark's like, well, you just fathered yeah. and followed in dad's footsteps, and we sure. see what him being dedicated to his job cost That's the family. That's a really smart approach to this family dynamic, yeah. really, because it's not too far from what reality would cause. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so Sam and Jacob were on the way to Daniel's office, which, by the way, Daniel has this, like, gigantic office. Yeah. Do we see Sam's lab, or does Jack have a desk, an office somewhere where he not like, does his paperwork? Yeah, I feel like Jack probably has an office that's never been unlocked. Like, he probably <laughs> doesn't even know where the keys to his office are. He just, like, sits anywhere to yeah. fill out whatever paperwork he's yeah. forced to fill out. He's just, like, uh, he probably just, like, hangs out in Sam's lab or in Daniel's office and, like, why are you here? Like, and just, like, throws pencils at them yeah. while he's supposed to be, like, writing <laughs> yeah. his he's reports. He's probably put up a dartboard somewhere in Sam's office that she hasn't seen yet. Because she's always, like, busy doing her research, her actual yeah. lab. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, was this a sterile field here? I just put my drink there. My scotch is sitting there now. My scotch is sitting there. The end. <laughs> I feel like Jack is more of a bourbon man than a scotch. No, you know what? I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But but that's just you know he's kind of a, he a likes, social dude. He's he likes his American an whiskey more than yeah. yeah. Uh, you know Jack's a bit of an extrovert and he's like a social worker, so he's like <laughs> I gotta be around my people. So I'm just gonna go bug them. Fuck this office. It's I'm mainly back. I need to be around them because then I can find excuses to not do this paperwork. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, happen. I was busy teaching Sam this thing about a thing that I know with or, my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Good news and bad news. We're not even going on that subject. <laughs> Daniel has good news and because he's a lead. So there's been sure. a cult of Sateshrod history in one form or another since 1000 BC. Although I can say here, Daniel would use BCE and not BC, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, because he's a hipster. <laughs> well, not his, but he's an anthropologist. Yeah. Like, in historical and research, they use before Common Era and Common ah. Era and not before Christ and sure. after death. Sure, Anodominate. Yeah. Okay, Anodominate. Dominate, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, I can't remember. So I was like, he would be using BCE and CE because he is a scientific anthropologist and not like Religious, I even couldn't yeah. use it in college. Like, wow, yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah, I mean, his teachings are not based on one religion. He does cover all of them, yes. so I can see. Well, why it's this also just from an anthropology, like right. He right. is a scholar. Yeah, he's a scholar, and of he wrote all papers types of humanity, and human he would histories. be using. And it was a small nitpick. I'm really sorry, just for some <laughs> reason, I was like, that's not what Daniel would say. Sure. Anyways, so the helmets of the Satesh Guard um, are apparently a source of jokes <laughs> among the. This might Jafa. be my favorite part of the entire episode. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Teal'c attempts to translate one of those Jaffa jokes. Oh yeah, a serpent guard, a horse guard, and a Satesh guard meet on a neutral planet. It is a tense moment. The serpent guard's eyes glow. The horse guard's beak glistens. The Satesh guard's nose drips. And then he lets out the biggest barrel laugh. I didn't even know that that Teok, that Christian could laugh like that. <laughs> it, it, and it's, it's so, the most uncomfortable. It is so awkward. Terrible. Because everyone else is like I don't get You it. could just feel like the groan that everyone's holding in. Like, this is, it's not even dad joke level. <laughs> like, this is, like, you know, the hierarchy like, of jokes are like quality, also, like, observation <laughs> comedy to the sake of like Louis C.K. And then, like, this might not even be above prop comedy. Like, I like, really, this I is really so wanted, low on I the really, comedy scale. I really wanted something to go. Guess you must have had to been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this is where Jack says some sort of sarcastic, witty remark. Yeah, that is actually funny. Um, <laughs> so Daniel says that after Set was supposedly killed in Egypt, uh, a similar god in Greece popped up called Typhon. Mm. Uh, it looks like Typhoon, mm. uh, and one of you know it, it was eventually. Uh, he was killed by 300 followers. Oh. And then a new cult rose up in England in the early 1800s, and eventually they were all found dead from slit throats near Stonehenge, oh, but never found Sith's body. Um, I couldn't find uh, the cult of Stonehenge. I couldn't find much. If you look up set uh, uh, cults of Satesh, basically the first two pages are nothing but Stargate. Um Oh, I wonder, just references to this. No, like, I wonder. This episode came out in what was it, ninety nine? I'm covering exactly where you're going. Ah. I will be covering exactly what your okay, mind let's is going see, let's to. See, let's see. Okay. Um, because that was in 1993. Yeah, I yes. was wondering when that was. I'm getting there. Okay. Um, so, but Daniel did find something on the ATF page just north of Seattle, convenient for filming something when okay. you're based in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, there's whose cult leader is is Seth. Um, and the key fact is that a deprogrammed ex-member of the cult, among other things, reported that the leader can make his eyes glow. 
that's not conspicuous no, or anything. that's not something we've seen ever in our Can I also before? just point out, we saw it multiple times in this scene, the picture of Daniel on a camel in the background. Maybe it's like his one badass moment before joining the SG team <laughs> was that he rode, rode a camel. A camel. <laughs> Because he's probably not someone who's done a lot of interesting things in that physical sense. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Because he's, so he's like, like he spent a lot of time in Egypt doing, like, hands-on research, so I have no clue. Yeah, but he's not, like, he probably hasn't gone skydiving. No, he is Or, or like, shot guns. We know he hasn't shot guns because it's a terrible shot. But you know what I mean? So these type of physical Listen, adrenaline rush things. he's not as bad as a stormtrooper, okay? No, he's no stormtrooper. But, uh, you know, these are things that Sam and Jack would be like, yeah? Yeah. So what? So riding Maybe. a camel might be, like, the coolest thing he's ever done. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, but... Typhon was, uh, in, in ancient Greece, was a giant. And okay. he was actually one of, if not the most deadly being in Greek mythology. Holy moly. Uh, he was the last son of Gaia and uh, and the son of Tartarus. Oh. Um, other sources say he is the son of Hera alone after she got pissed off that uh, Zeus gave birth to Athena on his own. Okay. is like a... She's huh, like, well, fuck you, I can fine. do this too. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> Um, but Typhon battled Zeus uh, for rule of the cosmos on a pretty continual basis. Okay. And you may know him like I know him because he was a reoccurring character on Hercules' legendary journey <laughs> as a good friend to Aeolus and Hercules. I did not know that. Because uh, I love Kevin Sorbo. I'm going to look up Typhon now because as yeah. much as I enjoy Greek myth, his name is not one that pops up as a familiar one. Yeah, it was... He he had some interesting uh, stuff behind him. So. Right on. Um, and next we see some nice stock footage of a C-17 landing. If my aircraft spotting is correct, that is a C-17. <laughs> I'm just going to believe you on this one. <sighs> just go for it. Because <laughs> there's uh, two people that I turn to, you and our friend who's an Air Force former person. And, and I go, was not in airplane? the Air Force, uh, but I worked for military magazines <laughs> for a while and, and got to know some <laughs> aircraft because of it. So we're then outside Seth's compound. We get some sheriff escort up to the compound. Uh, Jack has his hat on, so we know he means business. Mm-hmm. The sheriff hopes that they can do something because he doesn't have the manpower or probable cause that the feds do to do anything. Okay. And for some reason, uh, I hear way more MacGyver and RDA's voice than normal <laughs> here. For some reason, this is like, this is basically a cut from a guy. There's some yeah. change. I don't know if it's the location. I don't know if there's the way he was saying it. Because I normally don't see, like, I can differentiate, like, MacGyver from Jack O'Neill without uh-huh. any issues. <laughs> for some reason, this scene, I'm like, that's just MacGyver just on screen, it. and I don't know what the difference is. I think he's just channeling it because reasons. Reasons. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the sheriff has to head out because there's a fire at Earl's. Uh-huh. It sounds like that's not the first fire at no. Earl's. Uh, so as he heads off, a man walks up and wants to know if they're FBI. Nope. Yeah. Uh, his name is Jason, and his son is inside there. He keeps hoping for a glimpse of him to know he's alive. He's been in there nine months. He's already hired one guy to break him out, and he was shot in the leg. So clearly there are some armed guards. Right. Jason assumes Jacob is the father of someone inside. He wants to know how much to get his son out to, uh, but what the SGT, what they could use is, is intel, really, if he mm-hmm. has any. And Teal'c mentions to Jack that they're being watched. Yeah, Jack. 
saw that. It's most mm-hmm. likely FBI or ATF. And the guy is back in a cherry picker, quote unquote, working on power lines and not being stealthy in you think, any way. You think either of those two agencies would be a little bit smarter about this? Oh their my stealth? gosh, like they're not being stealth in any way. Or maybe they're like, we're going to be so obvious that people don't think it's anything. It's like, no, people are going to always yeah. think it's something. Yeah. <laughs> don't, that, you can't follow that. It's insane. So somewhere in the backwoods behind the property, they cut open part of the fence in a really awesome, like, <laughs> melt metal way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and sneak in. Jason wants to it's go with them. It's kind of like when you're little and you first see them cut the glass when they're stealing jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that equipment. It's like, oh, that looks really cool. That looks really it cool looks and so easy. easy. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to do that all the time. <laughs> uh, Jason wants to go, but Daniel's like, it's safer for you here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Daniel, why the fuck are you on this mission yeah, anyway? Yeah, you know any of these things? It's, do you, just because it's you know about for Seth? for you here. Yeah. Is it because you know about Seth? Yeah. Like, is that it? Yeah. Because, uh, you know. And you rode a camel one time. And you rode a camel one time. They sneak in and, well, they, yes, are well armed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sneak back out and are stopped by the feds. Mm-hmm. Jack is wondering when they'd show up because he was expecting them. Right. Uh, there are bets. He says FBI. They say ATF. It's Special Agent James Hamner, ATF. And Jack's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, damn, lost a bet. Lost a bet. So now, do we, uh, I am going to uh, admit my uh, lack of knowledge, my yeah. ignorance here. What does ATF stand for again? It's um, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms and explosives. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so we're here because weapons. Yeah, basically. Got it. it. And honestly, as I'll get into into later, the I'm going to get into the um, Waco siege. That okay. is basically the same reason that they, uh, the ATF initially, their excuse. There's many reasons okay. they obviously want to get into the but they compounds. they deal with cult-type situations. But they're, they were dealing with, oh, they have illegal weapons, so we're going to go in. Got ATF's it. ATF's going in. So, done and um, done. And... So Jack has a comment about guessing that they didn't wait the 15-day waiting period for those weapons. I'm not getting into about <laughs> firearm waiting periods. Let's not touch that with a 10-foot It's more 10 foot factual. Weapon. Currently in Washington, there's a five-day waiting period for residents, 60-day for non-residents. So oh, not yeah. sure if it was the same back then, but I'm right. pretty sure Jack was being snarky when he said yeah. 15 days. Snarky, snarky. I just was curious well, as to what the actual... Jack is not from no. Washington. No. So who knows what he's exactly. referring to. So back at the ATF base, uh, I just say back, it's the first time going to the yeah. ATF base. Anyway, Hamner says, asked General Carter why the USAF is there, uh, and that's classified. Mm-hmm. He asks if Jack, if they're special forces, classified. Yeah. He snarks at Jack that he was talking to his commanding officer, Colonel, <laughs> and since he has top level clearance, and they're like, yeah, that's not top enough clearance. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I forget that Jacob... Is a, a higher-ranking officer, yeah. and I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Well, and this, and this is one thing I don't know is like, do they still count him as a general? Is 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 he just off on a mission? Is he because he was retired before right. he was thinking about retiring? Did he actually retire? I mean, I guess if he's back in action, he would be wearing his old uniform. But none of that. them have any like they've taken That's all true. all like they even took their name off. They're like going in as if so. That's, I guess that that is what you would refer to. Is it like the president? Like you're always referred to as general. Yeah, you are. But so, but I'm also going just because he's a general does not mean he is necessarily the commanding officer if he's retired. Fair. And it, it was just an interesting because we didn't see the first. That's half. very fair. Also, how does he know that Jack is a general and then or Jack is a colonel and that Jacob is a general because they have no identifying marks on them? That's very true. Unless they just introduce themselves on the way over there. Yeah, I let's, guess. Let's call it that and yeah. not plot holes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so. 
Kaylee is sighing very heavily at Kaylee's my Kaylee's like singing the blues under our desk. <laughs> she is like, all you people are ignoring me. Uh, so Including the live studio audience. I don't know if you can hear that on the mic, but it was quite amusing and loud on this end. Um, so Hamler points out that Jacob has an insubordinate subordinate, which I love that phrasing. Uh, and Jacob points out that he's not insubordinate to him, just people That's like another Hamler. new band name, insubordinate subordinate. It's a good, I like that phrase. Uh, and ha- and Hemner reluctantly like catches him up to speed. Eventually, Hemner gets annoyed and says that the USAF does not has not been invited to participate in this operation. It's out of their jurisdiction. He's ordering them to leave, or they will be arrested. Jacob's like, yeah. Um, is this phone secure? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna make one phone call. Can I can I use that? Can I use the phone? How awesome would that be to have that be your one phone call anytime you got into trouble? <laughs> Hang on, I'm just gonna call basically the president. I'm gonna call. Can I get the White House switchboard? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, outside, the team is gathered to discuss a plan, mm-hmm. uh, and they can't just go there with guns ablazing, which is essentially what they fucking do later right. on. Uh, but Seth is will kill everyone. He's been using Nishta to brainwash him. It's something that you inhale and affects your whole body, making it very pliable. Right. It's stronger than what Hathor had. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's what Apophis used on Ryak. Got it. Um, so and, all the worst types of roofies. Yeah, Got the it. worst roofies in the yeah. world. Um, <laughs> the one thing is that once its effects are reversed, you can't be reinfected. You're okay. immune to it, which is a nice little Achilles heel that's very convenient. Yeah, that works out really well for Oh, and you can kill it with an electrical shock, kind of like Zats. Right. But Zats are too obvious to, like, head in there with. Sure, because he would see those and know what they are. So instead, you're going to head in there with giant weapons, which is what they head in that's later. That's not with. obvious, and ever. Never mind. No. Yeah. So <laughs> inside the tent, uh, Hamner gets a call from the president. Mm. And he tries to make his case, but no, it's the president. Shut up. <laughs> but uh, the second you hear the president, yeah. you say whatever he wants yes, to Yes, sir. Say. Yeah. And you're um, done. So, so how did this phone call go? Because when we called out, we called Hammond, I imagine. Like, I don't know, because it was Jacob. So right. I don't know if Jacob would have called Hammond or if Jacob would have called the White House switchboard. Because I'm sure the right. president knows who Jacob is. Sure. You know your top off world diplomat, essentially. That makes sense, yeah. So I don't know. He may have just called the switchboard. Yeah, because I'd love to know how this call goes. Because I wonder yeah. if it's also like, we'll put him on right now. Just yeah. put him on. Tell him it's me. <laughs> I want to talk to him right now. <laughs> it's like I got I got my manager on the phone right now. Do you want to talk to him directly? But considering <laughs> considering like the president called back, sure. maybe he did call Hammond and then Hammond called That's what and I'm the thinking. president called. It's that like, makes hey, sense. Hey, get the get the president to give us a call. Yeah, makes sense. That's what I would imagine. Um, and then Hamner calls for Jack, and I love the interaction of this. I just got off the phone with the president. <laughs> Jack's like of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, how's he doing? He's like he seems to have a thing for you. Never one to miss an opportunity to. The Basically make someone feel like shit. Yes. Uh, Jack has been issued an emergency special agent credential and is in charge of the operation. The end. Uh-huh. Excellent. First order of business, get me one of those cool jackets. Yeah. I love that he needs it in an extra, extra. <laughs> it's like, why? Are you going to make a tent out of it? He you... wants it to go over There's his vest no of ammo. Jack is anything larger than like a very full medium. Like, he may be a large. large. I'm saying he's a large, at least. I mean, <laughs> the man's like, at know, least six foot tall. Like That's fair. That's like, very fair. Yeah. Just, well, maybe he can wear it as a crop top. No. <laughs> but it's like, there's no reason you need a double XL, unless you're going to give it to Teal later. Unless you're, like, shopping for Christmas presents early, and you're just a cheapskate, and you're like, yeah, let me just give you free things all the time. <laughs> Jack wouldn't say no. No. <laughs> um... 
But so Jack tries to throw him a bone, though, saying because because you have clearance, they do have some top secret tech that mm-hmm. they we don't really want the public to know about yet. That sounds passable and believable, right? Sure. Yeah, we'll take that. Um. Okay. This next this the guy carrying the heavy box at the start of this scene. Okay. Is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> he is like this giant box. He's carrying it as if there's like four dead bodies. In it. Oh yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. It took me a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what the, what type of worst terrible actor? I think he just wanted more attention than maybe he want. He's like I'm gonna make this entire episode about me. It's hilarious. Or he's like I've been taking this class where I'm doing box work and there's this entire backstory he's created with this box that he's now carrying and everyone's uh, like dude just carry the box it's full of um, uh, it's full of nibbler poop yeah <laughs> oh so Stormy's been around yes yeah. <laughs> um, I also love how at no point does he question the fact that they're not putting Jacob the general in charge right, yeah. they're putting the colonel in charge yeah it's like at that point though you know once there's been a call Stop from the president yeah. you're just like uh, Whatever I'm, done, you I'm out yeah. I'm out um, so they need to get into Seth's compound. Um, and Dana's like, well, if he does things the old way, most mm-hmm. Egyptian leaders built escape tunnels under the compounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go have a look and we're going to have all of Hebner's men help us. Sure. Because we can, because I'm in charge now. <laughs> yeah. It takes him about 30 seconds of a montage <laughs> to a find montage. the entrance. Sorry. Motherfucking montage! Um, <laughs> Jacob and Teal'c can't go in because he'll send their gold real quick. Sure. Uh, and, like, if the shot from Azat will snap the Nishta, like, out of it, mm-hmm. like, we'll bring him back, she has an idea. Gotcha, yeah. So she puts an electrical shock inside earbuds, and Jack and Daniel already have theirs in their ear when and Sam is working on the last one. She mm-hmm. has Teal'c press the button then to test it because she is smart, and the yeah. boys are shocked yeah and she's not now to be fair I, I i love this idea but if anyone who's ever worn earbuds yeah <laughs> that thing's gonna fall out of your ear so fast mm-hmm. there's that thing's not very secured i feel like you're gonna lose that the second you like also ones. noticeable yeah the most noticeable giant thing sticking out of your ear yikes they're not just yeah all of us it's like well oh, do you have a hearing aid yeah yeah no i totally just am a hearing aid yeah the end the end yeah um, so I, I didn't want to go too much further into the start of the undercover raid of this, but you can clearly see some threads in this episode between mm-hmm. the raid on Seth's compounds and the raid on the breakaway sect of the Branch Davidians okay. um, that was headed uh, by David Koresh. Yeah, um, that was the Waco, Texas. This is the Waco, situation. Texas, uh, and it like they were a breakaway of a breakaway set yeah. of I forget. I don't want to insult any religion by saying what I can't remember they were a breakaway from. Um, but it was, they came in um, with warrants over illegal firearms and explosive and a possible meth lab that they suspected inside this compound. Um, and that's what led to the well-known raid in 1993. It lasted 51 days. Gotcha. Um, it was the ATF, FBI, and Texas National Guard. Okay. Um, in the end, uh, David was dead along with 82 men, women, and children, and a lot of those were children, okay. um, from a compound. Four ATF agents died on the initial raid when it started, um, which it lasted from February 28th to April 19th. Um, it started with an attempt by the ATF to raid the ranch and serve warrants um, and basically get what they th- you know, the children right. out and stuff like this. That did not go well. 
No, um, I, you know, I, I, we were really young when this happened. Yeah, I don't was enough remember this. to know that he, the name would ring a bell. And that's yeah. basically what this episode was like. Wait a minute. This would have happened around the same time as yeah. this other thing I remembered. It's also, I think, not that far removed from when the Heaven's Gate incident yeah. happened. I didn't look into Heaven's Gate, but yeah, yeah Heaven's and so Gate was, was like, before this. There's definitely, I think the writers were inspired a little bit yeah. by the happenings in real life. Yes. It's what I'm gathering here. Yeah, I think, and I think this also served a really cool way of grounding a science fiction show into, you know, because not too many science fiction shows, you know, besides for X-Files, you know, yeah. at this time took place in our time. Yeah, well, you want to make it somehow this resounding. reality. Mm-hmm. And so this was one of the things that really helped ground this show into being more realistic than yeah. a lot of science you fiction you give it shows. a sense of relevancy yeah. that wouldn't exist otherwise. So, yeah. it, um, you, Not that people who weren't already watching the show weren't invested, but yeah. it creates a different a level, a new tier, a layer, yeah. whatever you want to call it, of, holy crap, this could be a thing. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, so I'll tell you, you know, this, like I said, I don't remember this overly well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was fairly young when this happened. Well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say fairly young, but I would, this is well before I was aware of news. national yeah. news stories like yeah. this. Um, but looking at this from a historical context, in, in 13 years later, I was just trying to see how many times around I could get my skip it. To go. Yeah. Essentially. That's, that's pretty much where we yeah, were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but looking at this from a hor- historical context, I mean, this is what, 20, uh, 20 years later? Jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah. 20 yeah. years later? 20 some odd years later, yeah. To to read about how this unfolded and the role that media played in this yeah. uh, as someone who is is interested and is fascinated uh, from for reasons of how <laughs> the news plays into news stories. This was the beginning of this whole era where, where the News news was a role in the yes. story. Oh, because uh, the news was. was. You know, this was not long before the O.J. Simpson Bronco chase yeah. and the whole trial that like, was there. At one point, and I read that that the one of the local news stations may have like played a part in tipping inadvertently tipping the yeah. the uh, the. Um, the Branch Davidians about the siege that was coming right. and giving them forewarning. Yeah. And they were, you know, th- the media outlets were giving David, allowing him to get on the news to voice things. And so it was really, it's interesting to read about how the media played a role in how things yeah. unfolded and how things unfolded from what the it perceived... Created, yeah, it created an evolution to in yeah. media where you had to become aware of this a, yes. as a media personality or just a member of the media. There was this new sense of responsibility yes. placed upon them. Yeah. Um, and interesting note, because this is actually not a connection that I knew about, um, but anger over how this and an earlier FBI standoff um, that were kind of along the same lines mm-hmm. were handled is actually a large reason that Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols gave for the Oklahoma City bombing. Holy moly, yeah. Like, these were direct things that they referenced yeah. as to why they planned and why they blew up That's some the heavy building. stuff. Yeah. So, I can imagine that something this heavy, uh, you know, that takes national attention yeah. is definitely something that our, our writers, our, our creators are certainly aware that it they just, are... Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, again, it brings me back to this place with our, with our creators and our writers, where I think they were just... I don't know. I, I don't know how else to put this other than just really interesting people really yeah. in touch with these types of emotions yep. and feelings and, and, and learned how to tap into it. Uh, there's a lot of genius here that isn't quite... 
Obvious. Obvious or, 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 or you know, regaled or... or yeah, or, you kind of have to dig for it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Think about it a little bit. You, you know, you wouldn't think this... Uh, and, and at the risk of sounding... Um, uh, I, I'm not trying to belittle the show, but this thinky sci-fi show yeah. would touch on these so many subjects. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, so, episode, because it's happier slightly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and then, yeah. And then... I like ice cream. Uh, ice cream's <laughs> awesome. So, they head into the tunnel, and Daniel is sure that they're not going to just kill them, because they're valuable to Seth. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically, he used women as his harem, catering sure. to his every whim, and Sam's like, great. Yeah. And the men outside the compound... Well, she's having flashbacks of a very early episode where she's like, oh, yeah. crap, this is where this I again? get dressed up again. And the, the men outside the compound were warriors and guards, and inside they were turned into eunuchs. <laughs> Yikes. As in snippity doo <laughs> And so they run into a door. They get into it. They're in a circular room. And they're like, maybe some stairs had... Nope. nope. Transporter rings. Yeah. And they're face-to-face with Seth. Yeah. Um, again, they said earlier that they could not go in guns a-blazing. So instead they go in fully armed with To be fair, all the their guns are blazing. <laughs> they're guns. They're very <laughs> large guns. They're very much not blazing yet. They're not even hot. They haven't fired them yet. I know. <laughs> so they're disarmed. They're forced to yell in front of Seth. Uh-huh. Jack introduces themselves as Larry Moe and everyone's favorite Curly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Seth sets the nishta on them and Jack says, uh, so help me if he wakes up and he's singing Soprano. <laughs> Yeah. And they all collapse on the Jack's floor. Jack's always very much worried about his Jack. Which, again, just proves my point that in the episode where there is a body swap, yeah. that should have been the first thing he looked at. He should have been like, how's my junk? Is everything in the right places? <laughs> Daniel, did you mess anything up? Did you shave that too? <laughs> um, so Sam wakes up in a bedroom wearing white robes because, uh, you know, they were unclothed. Uh, apparently, yeah. she's feeling good enough and strong enough to be in service of her god Seth. Sure, yeah. Great. So back in the tent, Tilk can't activate the non-Nishta shock yet. They have to wait till the Nishta has permeated through their whole bodies, about mm-hmm. an hour. Uh, as Jason wa- walks in to watch uh, Jacob... guys, otherwise our episode would be too short. I know. <laughs> but Jacob, like, quickly takes over from Selmac because someone yeah. else is coming in. Uh, they're like, look, you can't be here. So instead, he pours himself a cup of coffee and, like, blatantly pours it on his hand and then, like, throws the cup. And I was going, are you trying what? to do this as a play to try to steal info? Because that seemed really obvious. Yeah. As a purposeful thing. What? Yeah, I don't understand. I know. He's shirt-fused, he says, and um, that he says him and his son hadn't talked for six months before he got in with the cult. And Teal'c, you know, not knowing that this also portrays to Jacob, doesn't understand why a father wouldn't speak to his son for so long. Yeah, as, yeah, he's sitting there thinking about uh, uh, Ryak. Yeah, he's, talking, he's, he's like, about what's Ryak? the matter with you? Like, I'm being forced to not talk to my kid. This why guy, would you purposely not talk to your kid? The entire episode, I just don't trust this man. Oh, this no, entire at episode, all. I'm just like, somebody just hit <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. Just hit him and knock him out. He's just in the way. He's going to cause us some trouble. Shit's going to go down. So after he leaves, Teal'c asks Jacob if humans' parents don't love their children unconditionally. Oh. And Jacob's like, look, sometimes things are complicated. Well, I feel like he, at that point he could have been like, Teal'c, just wait, just give me 10 years when your son's like 10 yeah. years older. Let's talk then. And yeah. Teal'c replies,
realize that many things are complicated to a Jaffa, loving one's children's is not uh-huh. one of them. Yeah. And Jacob's like, in human society, sometimes it is. That's a very diplomatic approach. It I is. would honestly, like, I, I'm not a parent. Yeah. But if someone who does not have a parent, who does not have a child in their 20s, yeah. came up to me and was like, why aren't you just so, like, easy to love your kids? I'd be like, go fuck off. Uh, kindly, please. Yeah. Kindly go, <laughs> kindly like, go, go fuck, fuck yourself. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because as someone without children, I would not try to tell people how to raise. Or if my children were young, I wouldn't be like, parenting is easy. As someone who's, like, having trouble surviving a puppy, I now understand that this is much harder than I can ever imagine. Yes. Yeah. Back inside Seth's compound, Jack and Daniel are led before Seth. Sam is already there. Uh, the men folk are then led to clean their weapons, and they start chanting, Seth is life, Seth is happiness, <laughs> Seth is the almighty. And even our team is joining in. Yeah. Uh, and Seth can tell that Sam was once blended. Mm. At the ATF camp, they're thinking that the team is maybe have been made. Um, back inside, Seth wants to know how, you know, who sent them. Under the influence, Sam's like, I have a vague recollection of the Tok'ra. <laughs> I love hi, Sam. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm calling her now. It's, she's just she's like, high, Yeah, she's just high. So uh, she's fun. <laughs> at the ATF camp, like, Teal'c has no choice. He flicks a switch and shocks them. And yeah. back inside... None of them twitch at being sent an electrical shock well, through their body. Well, they're so high that they can't even feel it. It's like when your face goes numb if you drink too much, says the lightweight in the room. Um, I imagine it's that, but worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Jack then, you know, catches on and says that they are deprogrammers, and Seth quickly sees through the fact that they are lying, mm-hmm. and people are now surrounding the compound, and he orders SG-1 to be killed. So in the hallway, they quickly overtake the guard that was sent with them. They zat him, which kills Manishta. Uh, The cavalry is converging outside the compound. Seth starts handing out bombs to his people. Yeah, like, you know, like, Candy, like, here's a bomb for you. Yeah. Bomb for you. Bomb for you. You get a bomb, and and you you get a bomb. No bomb for you. you. you Come back in one year. (laughs) In the weapons room, we find out that the guy uh, that they just saved is Tom, Jason's son, Mm -hmm. uh, and they get more zats out from storage. How how convenient. Yeah. That he's, like, happens to be the guy. Yeah. Plot reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they get more zats out from storage, and they tell Tom to start transporting people out via the rings and through the underground tunnels outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside, Teal, Jacob, and Hamner are arguing whose fault it will be if SG-1 gets killed. Because that's exactly what you should be doing right now. That's, but that is exactly what they would be arguing. Yeah. 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 That's true. So in the throne room, uh, I, I guess the throne room, Seth's people are getting ready, but the team busts in, double-fisting Zet guns, <laughs> taking everyone out. That's, I mean, if I'm going to shoot guns, I do want them to be Zet guns. Yeah. They just oh, seem like I want Zet guns. They're ergonomically correct. They, yeah. You know, they're yep. just the easier, that doesn't seem to be a lot of a, uh, like recoil. recoil yeah you know when you're yeah. shooting them i totally want some zet guns um and sam then goes with them to to make sure that everyone gets out via the tunnels they start ringing people down mm-hmm. uh so outside they start the, the the people start climbing out through the drain uh and they call for shoes and like blankets and i was like these guys are all wearing shoes yeah they uh, why I mean, are you calling yeah for i don't shoes? understand well i feel like they're gonna give them all those foil blankets that i never really understand unless you're somewhere where you're it's really cold. Yeah. Why do you need to blanket I, people I immediately? I, I can imagine if they were in shock, you do okay, need a blanket. Okay, that's fair. None yeah. of these people are in shock. No, they're just like, what's happening? We're all on drugs. 
Um, so the evacuation <laughs> continues. Right Seth comes down the <laughs> stairs as Daniel and Jack uh, are the only ones left in the room. Uh, he has an amazing full leather ground oh, like yeah. duster on. Yeah, he's um, watched the Matrix. He has watched the Matrix, <laughs> and so he he they all they the just Jack and Daniel Zet all the guards, but right. Seth puts up a shield. Seth mm-hmm. then hits them with the ribbon device, and they go flying and hit hard. Yeah, that's not that hard. <laughs> Sam yeah. walks over and activates. A bomb sitting between the two. He then takes a leather duster off, puts the hood up over his robes, and rings down to the tunnels. Jack and Daniel quickly come to and go, that's a bomb. Yeah, that's We should not be here. Yeah, we should run. So Tom makes his way up through the tunnel as reunited with his father. That's very touching in the end of that storyline. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I really expected this to be more. Yeah, no, no. Uh, especially no. as much trouble as, um, uh, what's the dad's name again? Jason? Jason. As much trouble as he was for us, I really expected him to get in the way more. Yeah, Somehow no. his life to be on the no. line. It, it felt, what is it, red herring? Is that the yeah. word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah. It's just his entire red herring. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Teal'c agrees that it's time for Selmak's help, and Hamner's like, who's Selmak? Yeah. And they're like, it's a long story, never yeah. mind. Yeah, uh, and Teal'c and Selmak head into the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Jack and Daniel ring down just as the bomb goes off and starts running down the tunnels, pulling down hoods, and uh, that everyone suddenly has up in order yeah. to hide Seth. Like, no one right. had hoods up beforehand, but now everyone... Now all of them are wearing their hoods because uh, reasons. Plot reasons! Plot reasons. But they miss the one guy who turns the other way as they walk by. You would think. Oh, my the God. The one salmon oh swimming God. upstream. You'd be like, why is that guy going in the wrong way? Oh, my God. Probably because he's our bad guy. Um, and so him. Jacob is get stupid, him. though. He gets his ribbon device on, and, um, and he, like, goes and figures out that it's Seth. But before he can get Seth... Seth ribbon device Jacob and throws yeah. him against the wall. And as he's on the ground, he hands the ribbon device over to Sam, who mm-hmm. is sure that she can't control it. But Selmak's like, yes, you can. You have the will. You just have to summon yeah. it. This is, uh, remember that movie that's going to come out in like 25 years with yeah. Ray, and she doesn't know if she has the force? Yeah, you're basically yeah, yeah. Her Ray. you're Ray. Be that. You're Ray. Be, be awesome. <laughs> so Sam confronts Seth, who isn't as quick on the draw, and Sam ribbon blasts him <laughs> back down the hallway. Which, this part is probably really cool, too. Yeah. Uh, aside from the bad Teal joke. This is my yeah. where, where Sam realizes what a badass she is. Yeah, and it's like, oh, look at all the cool things I can do. Also, I want a ribbon device. Yeah. <laughs> so she runs up again, and Seth is about to ribbon blast her again, but Sam does it to him first and punches him into the ground. Yeah. Jack because and reasons. I want that to be like my video game character, <laughs> like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatality. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Sam, Daniel and Jack <laughs> run up and sure ensure Sam that he's dead with. Without checking first to see if he's actually dead. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty cocky and confident yeah. in my deadness of that man. And Jack gives us the line, Hail Dorothy. Uh, and, but Sam's not digging it. Sam's not happy. She's not Sam's interested. a little worried. Yeah. So in a nice little epilogue, though, Sam and Jacob walk up to Mark's house, mm-hmm. uh, knocks on the door, gets an icy, icy stare for a moment, but Jacob forces a very awkward hug on him, <laughs> and things warm up a bit. And then Jacob's granddaughter comes in for a hug, even though the granddaughter has no clue who the stranger is. Yeah, that's is. usually not how children react <laughs> no. to strangers. No. Puppies, uh, yes. Puppies, Children, yes. not so no. much. Yeah. Um, and then uh, comes in, and Sam gets a hug from Mark, and it will be a very, very tense and hopefully happy reunion 
reunion tonight? That's going to be awkward dinner, though. Listen, okay, so the entire Sun storyline is a little weird. Yeah, I know. It, I feel like we could have gone the entire... Here's what I think happened. Someone wrote the episode, and they were like, shit, we're like 11 minutes short. <laughs> 11 what minutes. do we do? What do we do? Yeah. We're like, 11 ah! minutes short. Yeah, yeah, we do that. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Scream for like an hour. Yeah. I like it. The studio audience has a great idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that felt a little out of place. Yeah. Uh, this only gets in my ranking because yeah. we're two episodes in. Yeah, so this obviously <laughs> goes at number two on our ranking list. Yeah, um, it's, and it won't be hanging out very long. No, it's definitely below yeah. Into the Line of Fire. Um, yeah, it just kind of felt a little bit like filler. Yeah. Uh, I, I really do think that maybe just... Uh, you know, someone needed a place to 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 let out the what the real world was doing. To but them. like I said, I do I do really appreciate this episode, and I do find this episode fun because I love any episode that it's like takes place on Earth and gets out That's into the true. real world, That's and very we, fair. we it's not an adventure through the gate type thing yeah. because it's so different for the show. I find it a lot of fun. I do like that, and it is nice perspective to have that. Hey, the shit doesn't just hit the fan everywhere else. It yeah. hits a fan on Earth. Exactly. We are not better. If you yeah. want to take it from that perspective. Everything is broken everywhere. Yep. yep. Often. Yes. Um, so you know what? I like it from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. take it there. And I'm good with it. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. up, next week, uh, actually in two weeks from now, will be yeah. Fair Game, which I'm excited for you to see um, because all I will say is it is a great mythology episode. Done and done. I, yeah. like, I like me some mythology. As long as it's not the uh, terrible, what was it, Richard Gere, Cindy Crawford movie? <laughs> I am all for something called Fair Game. That's right. I reached way back. Um, But next week, we are going to have a break from Stargate and talk about Star Trek. Yay! Um, We'll have a little bit of a tangent cast. A little bit of a tangent cast. Well, it's a full tangent cast. Well, yeah. Um, But yeah, if you haven't seen Star Trek Beyond, go see Star Trek Beyond. It gets very high ratings from us here at There's No Place Like Zero. To the point where me may actually have a guest star. Yes. Uh, Boyfriend Jesse will be here. Uh, mostly because I want to see what I call the equivalent of the Williams sisters go back and forth on Star Trek. Uh, being Nixie and Boyfriend Jesse, both Star Trek fans from the way back when. Yes. Uh, so there will be a lot of me just listening on the next one. But it was an absolutely great movie. As a new fan, too, also Star yep. Trek. Uh, I'm all for it. I'm it was a lot of fun. So uh, catch that next week. Uh, but for now, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Um, or you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Um, like us, rate us, review us, iTunes, all the things. Yep, you're Thanks awesome. for listening. Bye, Bye. guys. And thanks for 